And we're back. Special Sauce Podcast, broadcasting live. Live here with my good friend. We've tried to record this podcast three times, and somehow it didn't come out right. I think it's the Chernobyl glow, but I want to welcome <laughs> Mike Sorkin of Immortal Seats. Officially this time. Officially. If you don't know Mike, Mike is an entrepreneur. Mike, if you watch the Patriots very closely, Mike was the guy that drove Tom Brady onto the field for how many years? 17 years? 18 years? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. Who's counting? Since, you, since day one. Uh, Tom Brady found him in that best buddies <laughs> uh, thing that uh, he does. But uh, I got to tell you, Mike Sorkin is one of the hardest working guys I know. Mike's background, just to give you a little bit of, on him, <clears throat> uh, I, mean, I know he's going to glow. He's got that Chernobyl glow. <laughs> Mike, if you don't know, Mike grew up in Russia, came here, immigrated uh, at a young, very young age and had yeah. to learn English. So it wasn't his first language. Yeah. Uh, so he is an immigrant. He is that success story. And here's what happened. Mike for years, right? Mike, I met Mike in my days at, at a school here in Rhode Island. And, uh, then I bought a truck from him. Mysteriously. I hadn't seen him in years and I bought a truck from him. We became friends ever since we lived pretty close, but we've been keeping in touch forever and, and we've helped each other in many ways. And we've watched each other grow. And I got to tell you that his story is a very interesting one. Not only is it an immigrant story, which is an amazing thing. I mean, you know, the drive, the passion, the way to get things done. Mike was working in for years in the automotive industry. And he came to me and he said, Marco, I'm going to leave my freaking job. He's like, I hate it. I can't take it anymore. And he started chipping away little by little. He started incrementally just, you know, working on an app, working on, getting ticket sales. I mean, it came easy for him because he had worked around tickets. He'd worked around promotions and and he watched how things worked at Gillette stadium. So he got an education in how to promote and how to keep things moving, but he didn't make the jump right away. He timed it right. And he just kind of, he partnered with a, a guy who had already had a fixed base of fanatics that would go to giant stadium, which is another market that he could tap other than being around the England market. So he found a way to geographically pick a few places where people had disposable income and they were willing to buy tickets. So then from there, he made a friend in Australia who was like, I guess he's one of the Hulk Hogan impersonators. Uh, and and uh, Mike was one of the, the one of the <laughs> biggest Hulk Hogan impersonators yeah. that you've ever seen. If you watch the Celtics, if you look at the Celtics program, remember the dude with the, with the face paint that was like the Celtics warrior? I'm sitting with him. This is this is the Celtics warrior. That's You've been nice. a million things. He is the guy too in the New Orleans. So he would he's a master promoter. He would go to the Saints game dressed up all the time. Yeah. Like you had you had a different outfit for this year. And I don't know how the hell you grew up Changed. over here and you're a New Orleans Saints fan, but that's another story for another time. I, I think you you secretly like Drew Brees' height because you can still rub his head a little bit. They like, can say, Hey, how you doing? But anyways, so Mike is an amazing story, is an immigrant. He came from nothing and appreciates everything. He takes lessons, you know what I mean? He bides his time, he's very patient, he's a good business person. And I would like to welcome to our show Mike Sorkin of Immortal Seats. Thank you. The official welcome this time. Mortal <laughs> Seats, making memories one ticket at a time. I love that tagline, by the way. That's yeah. that's a great tagline. That so, was, they got to give credit to Dave for that one. So It's uh, Dave Matteo. Yeah. So tell us about this. So you started off a, as a partnership. How did that progress? Like, how did it start? Uh, who, who brought it up first? Actually, not so much story over there, but we just, I came to his tailgate by accident once. We were just told, check it out, because the Saints were playing the Giants, and um, we just became friendly, and maybe a year later down the line, maybe a year and a half, 
because he has a lot of season uh, had and has, and so do I, season ticket packages. So I'm like, hey, why don't we put it together and create a ticket agency? Tell everybody how cool it is to tailgate with his company. His company's pretty interesting. Yeah, think. family in the school there. Uh, we're back again this year with the Jets and Giants. I mean, it's unlimited food. There's entertainment. Uh, it's right outside the stadium. It's all you can eat, all you can drink. It's much better than spending 20 bucks for a burger inside. Have a great time. Go in and watch the game. So it's the whole party atmosphere. We even have Gronk's dad actually comes to our tailgates all the time. Wow. Uh, any, there you go. Anytime Gronk was playing in uh, the Jets or the Giants. So, and we, uh, Dave has Giants players come up like Rodney Hampton, um, Steve Baker, Super Bowl, uh, former Super Bowl player. Of, of course, Gronk goes yeah. to a tailgate where the alcohol is included. He's got every dime he ever made, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, his dad's a heavy drinker. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Nice. So, he's good. I nice. don't want to give him a bad rap. So. Very good. So tell us some more about like what inspired you. Like, like you grew up in Russia. Like, what was that like? What was that like? Like, where did you grow up in Moscow in the very rich places where they keep the fingy, pinky finger up when they drink their <laughs> drink their vodka? Or uh, where, where did you grow up no, in I Russia? I grew up outside Moscow, but I also lived uh, in Belarus, which is wow. uh, outside Minsk, uh, Gomel. So, I mean, it's a like country style, but yeah, it's very definitely communist. It was probably it's poor, a, too. Was it a tough, uh, was a tough yeah, environment? It's poor. Time. Governments own everything, and you're kind of limited. So, you're, you're limited yeah. to what you can do. So, so you came here with the clothes on your back, pretty much, right? Like, like my parents, right? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. My uncle already moved here. It took five years to get here, actually, all the paperwork and all movement. So, we got uh -huh. here in 92. I was eight years old. Wow. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, you're eight years old. And you're you became a wrestling fanatic. Like you're you're the most fanatical <laughs> wrestling fan I've ever met well, in my life. That that with married with children was probably the first thing I saw on TV when you don't have cable. Wrestling went on. It was just uh, very interesting. Yeah, it, was it was very early days of Fox. Yeah, yeah. The Hulk Hogan and it was Macho Man. It was great. It was like welcome mm -hmm. to America. <laughs> it's the Macho Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about Gillette Stadium. How did you end up uh, getting into Gillette Stadium and working there? Well. Uh, I was going to Johnson the Wales, uh, majoring in sports entertainment event management, and I saw some job opportunities. So I, at first I was going to intern there, but then I decided I actually don't want to pursue that career anymore. So there was some security jobs, and I said, hey, you know what? This would be fun. So, I mean, even back then I was more of a hardcore Patriots fan before it became They, they let you in being a Russian spy? They let, they let they you like, into Gillette Stadium? They like Russian spies. <laughs> The perfect for the job. So, so yeah, the, the glow kept them safe because everybody could see around your glow. So that's right. yeah, the Chernobyl the glow. Head is perfect uh, for security. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I could see you from my seats. I could see yeah. you anywhere on the field. I'm like, there's Mike. Well, I had so. hair when I started, but I think the sun <laughs> took it away. So so you worked at Gillette for a while. You you had these things going and, and you kind of you started the business while you were at the car dealership. So you had like two jobs and you started the business. How the yeah. hell did you manage that? Well, I thought it was a good idea because you need to have backup income because in order to start a business, you need some kind of money. And if I just started straight out and just quit the car business, if the business fails or whatever, then I have nothing. Mm -hmm. So I thought the only way to transition is the best way to transition. I had good income coming in um, and I'd used it to support to start a new business. So it was a good idea. I know a lot of people like take a chance and there's nothing wrong with that. And they go into a new business, but if it fails, now you got nothing. So I always have a backup plan. 
So you came to me. It's funny because we we were sharing an office. And my podcast originally was recorded at your office for a while. Correct. And uh, we would share an office. And you came to me one day. It was like January of not last year, the year Mar- before. March. It was March. Just, yeah. Yeah. It was like early March, like wasn't it? 2009. 2020th. Like I was killing it, and then uh, the day NBA canceled, that's when everything fell apart. It was March 13th. I can't forget that day, 2020. Everything started canceling, so we had to start refunding. So we went from making, from possibly going to hit 1.8 million in gross sales. I predicted we ended the year with probably, I think, a little over 400,000. That's the damage. But that was, you know, only two full months in. But with everything so canceling, how did you spend your year in 2020? What was oh, that man, it was brutal. I go in every day and refund. So I had to go outside and hike with my dog to uh, get some fresh air and clear my head because after two hours, you're ready to blow it. So I was like, you know what? I know eventually it's going to turn around, but I have to do something else. So I used my marketing background and I was like, let me open up another small business in the midst of mm-hmm. this while tickets is dying because... You know, I'm doing like 20 to 30 orders a day now, which is what I was doing before. Some days it was like 50 orders. We went from doing like 20 orders a month, maybe 15. So that is a big difference. So you jump. Yeah. Uh, so then, so tell us now what happened now. Uh, how did you pivot? So you made a pivot in your business. You made a conscious decision. Okay, here's something else I'm good at and I can apply it somewhere else. How did you do that? This is for my audience out there who, you know, was affected by COVID. You, you're thinking about your business. You made a great shift. That's why I have you on here. What did you do to shift your business into pivot? Well, part of it is I think it has to be a survival skill, maybe a Russian thing. <laughs> so because you can't like, I don't know if you can really teach you that. Like I have, it's like basically, well, when you have a mortgage and you have a lot of bills, you're like, so it's either it's over or you got to do something. So it's like your back's against the wall. Yep. So this is definitely a survivor skill. But then uh, thankfully for me, um, that's why I tell people to, you know, uh, have skills at a few different areas because if something right. happens, you can start something or back on. I'm definitely not going back to the car business. That's why I start, <laughs> starting. It. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my cup of tea. So I love like designing. I love working on the webs. I was very good at social media marketing when I was in the car, even in the mortal seats. So I put this all together, created Immortal Entertainment, started designing some shirts, getting some work to do some websites, social media. So I was applying my other skills while waiting for the uh, live event business to open up one day, hopefully. You did an incredible job with your YouTube channel. You had like incredible guests. Tell, talk about the guests you had on your YouTube channel. I, I remember the people that you had. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, you know, UFC stars, we had WWE wrestlers, uh, we had some entertainers. 
So uh, we dipped into that. So Steve Young was on your. Uh... Yeah, I got to, I got a chance to interview Steve Young. That was great. That was thanks to Jeff Benedict, the Sports Illustrated writer. So mm-hmm. which actually we he friended Dave Matteo, Matteo, which was good. So all my networking I did over the years um, definitely came in handy. Kenny Shamrock, you had uh, Roddy Piper before he died. That was amazing. Ro- uh, Roddy Piper on the <clears throat> interview. That was actually. Um, for a year, I, I did the radio show, which was good. Mm. So it got me more comfortable being on the air. I never expected to do on the air. All I expected to do is sit in the back and just flip tickets. But that was actually good. That opened up new venues, and it opened up me doing, like, live events. You kind of have a face for radio. I can <laughs> see you on radio. <laughs> That's all right. It works out good. <laughs> you know I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, no, that opened up new doors. That Rhode Island College, where I got to spend a year, and I used my um, networking to bring some hockey players, to bring some football. We got Roddy Piper on. Yeah. Um, you had billboards in Vegas at one point. Yeah, we had billboards in Vegas, Seattle, and New Orleans. Wow. So that's how good we were doing because they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they're not cheap at all. So, but it was it was brand, uh, you know. Marketing, that's throwaway money. You because, uh I remember you spent a yeah. ton of money on bathing suits with the, with your logo on it. Tell us about that. Bathing suits. You had like uh you were giving away bathing suits and giving away t-shirts. I guess the t-shirt thing. Oh, the the t-shirts. Yeah, I mean we did everything. I even have this watch. We get everything. That's he, that's one of the things actually when I met Julio White who appeared for us, he said I I've never met anybody who has Urkel. Brand, yes, who has who brands <laughs> themselves. Like you do, because I literally put my logo on shirts, hats, oh, yeah. everything. I mean, you look, go to your watch, house, it's like the immortal seat shrine. Yeah, exactly. In the, yeah. in the office. But that's why, that's where the billboards actually became, you know, handy. So, um, nice. so it's very important to brand yourself because a lot of people, like, they, they don't even put their logo or anything. Like, put it on the polo shirt, put it on the watch. Um, you got to represent yourself every mm-hmm. day. And I think if I didn't do this, Immortal Seats wouldn't grow. And one of the uh, best things we did, although, was not uh, – so this is why I needed to have that car dealership. We spent like $20,000 when we opened Immortal Seats producing T-shirts, hoodies, and we're giving them away um, to tell people about our brand. And we weren't just doing locally. We are doing nationwide, Canada, Yeah, they were, they were homeless people. They picked up the, the ACI. Homeless they, people, yeah. They were wearing the Immortal Seat shirts. I think exactly. I think there was a crime committed or something. <laughs> you were recently in Florida on TV. If you someone wants to Google that that clip, it was hilarious, by it's the way. Actually, but, but you got a lot of publicity in Florida. Yes, they can see it on my website, my other website, which is jacksonvillejesus.com, which is <laughs> as one of my creations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, somehow he's proud of that, but that's I'm okay. I'm very proud of that one. <laughs> that was one of my many. Um, I got Patrick McGoat. That's a good one too. Patrick McGoat. Um, JacksonvilleJesus.com. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, the draft pick of the Jaguars. I, you know, which he he's drafted from a Florida university, wasn't he? Um, what was he? Florida Gators, or was he a Seminole? Where, where did he come from? No, uh, he Lawrence? came from um, Alabama, wasn't it? Alabama, no, Tennessee. No, Tennessee. Yeah. But he was the one of the best players in the country. He's one of the best, um, yeah, quarterbacks in the country. So Jaguars drafted him number one. So I always try to be ahead of the game. So about Smart. S- six months ago, I'm like, this guy is going to be the big thing. I don't know where he's going to. I was like, well, probably he will land in Jacksonville. So I was starting already to coming up with a name, and I created the website called Jacksonville Jesus. I also filed for trademark, and I started creating designs and. Uh, <laughs> NBC, ABC out of Jacksonville, where Annette's looking 
for their um, interesting Trevor Lawrence, and they saw my stuff. We are Immortal Entertainment on Etsy, and that brought us to us, and they um, found out we have a website. They plugged the website. We had like 700 sales in you, two days. You even had a time where uh, you were on uh, Ditka. Mike Ditka had a, uh, a pre-party for the Super Bowl or after party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so our networking definitely has led to some cool stuff. I mean, we got to drink beer with Vince Juan, Mike Ditka. I mean, wow. I, I mean Ray Lewis, Ditka. Jerry Rice. I mean, nice. Joe Montana. I mean, wow. I definitely got got a chance to do a lot of it. So it's cool. It's cool. That was really cool. So yeah. So not only never stop you... networking is one of those things. I just uh, that wasn't with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I like network twenty four. So, so what are the lessons that helped you pivot? Like, what are the give us an example of some of the things that made you do like? Because I've referred you to a lot of people, and, and we work together with a lot of folks that yep. needed that social media help and. Like you're a wizard, some of this stuff. What is some of the stuff that you do for people that may they may not be able to do themselves? So what kind of stuff do you do? Well, there's a lot of stuff that well, actually a lot of it comes to um uh, lost the train of thought over here. So it's algorithms. It's basically figuring out algorithms because uh Facebook and Instagram and Twitter they change it on purposely. Yeah. So I'm always there figuring out whether it's basically you need certain colors in your photo or you need so much tax. That's very important in the amount mm -hmm. of people you're going to uh, reach. So a lot of people don't do that. So a lot of the social media marketing we do, this is part of our marketing we do along with uh, web designing, video editing. So we yeah, do your all. stuff always looks very clean. Like you have like a nice look to it. Uh, and I got to tell you one thing that, uh, placement, like when you place ads, like some of the things that are trending, like the Jacksonville genius, Jesus was genius because it was trending in searches, right? So it was search engine yeah. top site. So, so my whole thing, actually, believe it or not, uh, this is what, uh, what a lot of people go wrong. They think, you know, they can just post on Instagram three posts a day and that's going to bring them business or whatever. Uh, that's actually not the way I actually, before I post something, sometimes it takes me two hours to do a research because to me, this is a business advertising every post. So I try to be something unique. And I also, um, I try to post what others don't post. Um, and I have some interesting businesses. Like I have a kitchen remodeling, floor remodeling. I have portable sinks. I mean, I have sports. I have all kinds of industries. So I do a lot of research. So to people that think they're just going to get on Facebook and they're going to post and they're going to get sales, that doesn't work. You actually need a strategy. Yeah. And part of the strategy is, once again, is you do have to do research. And as easy as it looks, I actually spend time, uh, several hours researching before I post. Because you're a ticket company, you can make tickets for any engagements. You can actually do a private, like, sponsored event, right? Like, that you've done that before. Yeah, right? we've done live events. And unfortunately, one of the events got canceled for COVID. We were going to do the New England Pro Wrestling Convention wow. at Crown Plaza in Warwick. And they're not going to do that now until 2023. We can be like Ticketmaster, produce a live event. You know, you come in, we scan your tickets, enjoy the show. We produce the tickets, you buy them on immortalseats.com or the uh, Immortal Seats app. We can do it all. And you've been like a magnet. You've created like a crazy mailing list. So you have people that buy from you regularly that, that's actually that good, you can target. Yeah, that's actually a good point. So I actually took a different approach with Immortal Seats after the pandemic. I actually uh, stayed away from social media. I do social media for others, but for Immortal Seats, but I focused on email newsletter and our email mm -hmm. newsletter is very large 
and we do well. And out of the newsletter, don't not only we get a lot of sales, we get a lot of referrals. So, and we also, you know, put discounts. I think a lot of people really miss out on email marketing. I think email marketing could be actually bigger than um, social media marketing because you're marketing to the people you already sold something or yep. aware of you. That's right. And all they have to do is even if they're not buying, they forward it to their friend. I, I We get calls, emails all the time. Can I give this to my friend? We make it like special discounts sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, why not? The cool thing is, is for social media, for like three profiles, let's say they got an Instagram, a LinkedIn and a yeah. Facebook, right? You don't even charge all that much. Like they literally, you know, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole you into a number, but you know, for you do a, a lot, you're a lot less expensive than most of the people we've used and, and we get actually better results. It's weird. Yeah. And so, then I can do like small <laughs> videos as well. It's not just like pictures and I, yeah. I create my own content. That's the big thing. So nice. it's not just about, um, you know, taking a photo of the text, like I said. So I really actually put in a lot of time because, um, if I don't do a good job, nobody retains me. And most of my clients have retained me, um, over a year now. So <laughs> One good thing about the car business that it taught you is the servicing standards. What, what do you like when somebody calls you when, you when they need service, when they need anything? What, do you just like wait till Monday to call them if they call you on a Friday? No. <laughs> <laughs> is you shut down I, like these big companies? And yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Forward your uh, calls yeah. to China. I should. <laughs> I should. Because I like to sleep sometimes. Yeah, yeah. not really. You answer the phone at 1 a.m. That's yeah. why I like you. Yeah, no, yeah. but I definitely, um, I return it super fast. I mean, there's maybe there's a few days a month. It might take me a while, but other than that, I'm very responsive. So that, I think that's the key because to me, it's frustrating when I buy stuff, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I was looking at a house the other day and the real estate didn't respond for three days. I was kind of getting frustrated. So it's the same thing. Um, I still think it's very important to respond and that's a big problem. It's huge. It's, it's especially with these corporate. So, yeah. And it differentiates you. It's a big differentiator that you get back to people. Absolutely. You know? So, um, uh, one thing I noticed too, is you do an interesting thing when someone has season tickets or they have like tickets to like, let's say PPAC Broadway, whatever it is, they own like a series of tickets and they can't go to something. Right. Should they call you? Yeah, they can call us or email and we could sell the tickets for them. So it's that easy. We have a, like a 90% sell rate on all our tickets. It's wow. impossible to sell everything. But I mean, even the last minute, we had people dump tickets to us. And uh, we just had actually a bunch of uh, people dump Red Sox versus Phillies this weekend on 48-hour notice and they're all and sold. The, so The Yankees game is canceled this weekend. I don't know if you saw that. The COVID... Yankees, uh, Yankees players. So that's a canceled series. Now it looks like, it looks like that three game series in, yeah, in New this, York is a cancel. So this has been, uh, yeah, same thing that happened with the Foo Fighters who have a show this uh, Saturday in Los Angeles. So unfortunately yeah. COVID is making its way back. Yeah. Little. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a backup plan there? Are you going to, you're going to go back to the car business? Is that what you're going to do? I'm doing everything I can not to go <laughs> back to the car business because the hours kill you. You can actually make yeah. good money there. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. What was it like having your first Saturday off in like 10 years? Well, actually, before I got completely out of the car business, I negotiated my last six months because the dealership was bought out. So for me to work only two Saturdays because I ran the Internet department, I was on the floor. There was really no point for me to work. You didn't be there. If on I'm on the floor, yeah. By having this, by having Saturdays and Sundays off, two days together is huge. Because in the car yeah. business, you don't. You get one day, uh, maybe you get two, 
but they're so separated because you can't plan anything in one day. So although I've done some crazy things, like I've actually on my day off, I flew to Los Angeles <laughs> to meet with WWE, and then I flew right back. Wow. And be, uh, be at work at the same day. So I, I'm able to do certain things, but um, it's impo- it's very hard with one day off. Yeah, so no, it is. I did what you I used to go to all with. kinds of events. I remember well, you do a red eye back from the Super Bowl. I mean, what's the use if you're going to be out there and have fun, right? So, yeah, that's the thing. So, <clears> I mean, yeah, I did a lot of – actually, I love red eye because actually when you go on the West Coast, you don't lose the hours when you do it. Yeah. Then you gain the hours. But then the next day you're like dead. Yes. Yeah. Unless you drink borscht and do bear push-ups, <laughs> you know, like uh, you, mm-hmm. you you ride a uh, bear with your shirt off all the that's, way back. So you do the Putin thing. A, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so how's Svetlana? Svetlana? I fly a bear home. It's good. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> so tell me tell me again, like what is your strategy? Like what where do you see yourself uh, next year and the year after? Like what do you what do you see for your two two companies? Actually, three companies now. You get three companies now. You do the T-shirts. You well, do- so the T-shirts is kind of incorporated. So uh, interesting, have I'm um, using going back to marketing. I'm combining Immortal Seats and Immortal Entertainment Online. I'm linking everything together. So basically, if you go to the Jacksonville Jesus site, so he's a football player. <laughs> you're looking for a shirt. There's a banner to Immortal yeah. Seats, and you get a discount. Nice. You know, so everything is actually connected. So I'm actually, my goal is, so Immortal Seats is back on track, and God forbid, we have a few cancellations now, but I hope we don't get to a point because we're doing really good. But I'm trying to, like, make this, like, into a Walmart because, actually, Mm. the shirts, once again, work very good with ticket sales because, like, I have those bunch of football-themed websites. So when you buy a shirt to Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence or Tom Brady – you're most likely interested in going to a football game. Yeah. So you got mortal seats. Perfect cross. Yeah. And now and then and now and vice versa. When you're in immortal seats, we're gonna start incorporating that in the newsletters. And you're buying tickets to a football game, you're most likely would like to buy a cool theme shirt of your favorite player or pro wrestling or mm. whatever. So it actually works together. So I actually like to grow both businesses. So I'm Smart. actually focusing a lot of time lately on SEO. And we're rebuilding, revamping every website, and um, we're going to grow it together. So. so you do SEO, web, and social media for people, too. So if somebody out there yeah. wanted your help with that. Yeah. Actually, the other thing is, too, you, you – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so the SEO, believe it or not, is actually more important than social media. And I started getting better results once I stopped focusing. And this is why I'm rebuilding my website. I build my website. My website is like cookie cutter just to get us in the air. But like to do it right, the SEO is important because yeah. the keywords and how people search. Absolutely. And then so this is actually one of the little tips and tricks is that, um, you know, because Google wants you to pay to be on top. If you have good SEO, it takes like 60 to 90 days to develop. You can do it without paying Google crazy money or Bing money or anything like this. So this would be one of the mm-hmm. small tips. Invest. If you have a website, invest in the SEO um, mm-hmm. it's actually more crucial than believe it or not, social media. So you, um, it's interesting because, uh, you have an app too. So like people don't have to call you. They don't have to go on your website. You can just pull up the app and, and search for seats. You even have technology that shows them what the seat looks like, right? Exactly. So for sports <laughs> events, if you're buying tickets to Red Sox, let's say you got bleacher 32, bleacher 32, row 30, you click on that. You're going to see a digital image. So you see exactly where you sit. Uh, for majority of sporting events, that's in U.S. and Canada. And actually, what we started, uh, it's slowly being incorporated as 
we're going to try to get more downloads now that we're back from the pandemic. I haven't focused on that. What we're doing is if you use the code SAVE5 at checkout, you get 5% off. There you go. You heard that, folks. SAVE5. SAVE. S-A-V-E-5 uh, as opposed to website. And we have no fees. So this is a real savings. So, uh, and we're going to start advertising that on the website and everything. So it gives the people um, a reason Good. to download our app. Yeah. All right. So you, you, you got to give people folks, a reason. That's download it. Download the app. How many downloads do you think you have of that app? You got quite a few. I haven't checked, but there's probably like a few thousands. But um, once again, the pandemic killed it because I was actually focusing on the strategy growing it and I stopped. Yeah. So, now, so now after the pandemic, it was just to get sales going. Sure. So now that we have the last three months, I'm back on track, maybe even better now than even before the pandemic. So now I can focus again. I'm so getting that app. Uh, well, that we're going to get it. So this is going to be thing because we did promotions before that. We were at like the restaurants nearby mm -hmm. where people, you know, uh, when you download a app, you can win tickets and everything. And unfortunately, like I said, pandemic killed a lot. Yep. So now we're back at it again. So, so is that at? Uh, I'm going to ask you, yeah. Mike, for the uh, uh, viewers at home. Is that uh, from Immortal Seats? That app? Correct. Immortal. Go to save five. Immortal Seats uh, mobile app. You can download on Google Play or the Apple Store. Joe's a big fan of uh, seats. Uh, uh, Joe, what, what do you go see? Uh, what's your thing? I know most people in this area aren't uh, big it, fans, but I'm a Yankee fan, even Yankee? though they suck. Oh no! But I you know what? Him to say that. Yeah, I know. But I love it, you know. <laughs> Damn it! I don't know. I don't know what what the season's gonna look like, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you I what, can tell though. you what it looks like. Yeah, it's like two sweeps <laughs> from the Reds. I tell you something I about they're, they're faking pandemic. Uh, they're faking the uh, COVID. I tell you something about Yankee seats. There, we have some cheap Yankee seats. We right. have seats sometimes for like ten bucks. It's a good stadium. I will say, uh, being a Sox fan, yeah. going to Yankee Stadium and watching a game is like another world. Yeah. If you're a baseball fan, you have to go. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Go. I mean, oh, and, for sure. it's insane. Yeah, that and uh, I got to say that Orioles too. Uh, uh, Camden Yards. Camden, Camden Yards, Yards is good. Very nice. Miller Park in Milwaukee is real Just nice. Just don't wander of... far from the stadium. You may never be found. Yeah, there. you got one but mile. Than that, you got one mile radius. One mile radius. That's, that's it. it. It's a Baltimore. Yeah, get yeah. in and get yeah. out. Yeah. Don't look around. <laughs> well, Yankees yeah. could be that way too, but you know, at Bronx, eh, you know what? If you can navigate, it's not bad. Yeah. Let me know if that's the right thing. I'm, I'm, I put the code up for a moral uh, seat. Yeah, that's perfect. So, yeah, when you're in the Immortal Seats app, uh, just that's it. Uh, once you pick whatever tickets you want, you're at the checkout. It says promo. You enter save five. Five percent will come off. Uh, once again, there is no fees. So it's a real savings because you go to some sites and you take five, ten, but then they load like $50 back in fees. You're not saving anything. So you're saving this uh, as opposed to like buying it on the website. We figured that's a very good initiative. We we're gonna start promoting this. This is just I'm um, giving you the early heads up. So I went to the Celtics thing where we got to get on this on the court to yeah. shoot baskets. I mean, you know all the ins and outs of these things. So when somebody buys tickets from you and they want to do something like that, you're the guy to call. Like Ticketmaster is not going to tell you how to get on the floor to actually do something. like. Yeah, that. you can't really get that with a Ticketmaster. Um, so as far as these experiences, we're not going to do this for a little bit because we're going to let the COVID and everything. And once again, the Foo yeah. Fighters just canceled. And you just brought up the Yankees. I wasn't aware of this. This is a good reason why for like a full year. But once we're back in the swings, we'll do more meet and greets. We'll do like experiences uh, for football and everything like that. So we're just going to sell tickets for the next year. I'll take one of those uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson experience. Uh, 
you know, just uh, don't tell my wife. That's yeah. uh, but uh, but no, but uh, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna be well, well. We're definitely gonna be back. Uh, probably not this year. Very unlikely, but next year back for Comic Cons. Probably one in Florida though. We'll bring somebody. Maybe Jaleel. Maybe somebody else. Jaleel White. If you don't know who that is, <laughs> nobody. I will actually. People probably know who Jaleel White is. I couldn't walk Urkel. with him. Yeah, I, yeah. I know him as Urkel. I couldn't walk with him in Rhode Island without him getting recognized. People stopping him. Yeah, well, he's actually very popular for Sonic. You came to me and said, I can get, what was it, John Cena? No, who was uh, who was the wrestler at the time? There was a pretty big-name wrestler. You said, he's going to cost me a fortune. Maybe I won't make money. Close. But I can get Jaleel White instead. And I looked at you, I'm like, why? But then I thought about it, and I'm yeah. like, the parents and the kids know who Jaleel White is. Well, Everybody does. Actually, the, his Sonic following was amazing. It was even bigger than family. I mean, we had like 500 people come to meet him from 11 states. And we what did that cost a person uh, to, to meet him? Uh, it was $40 per $40. photo, $40 for autograph. And we had the, some different combo packages. So it was, it was reasonable. But, I mean, 11 states. And not, this was, even Jaleel told me this, um, he was impressed with, how many people out of state? And he goes, it's all because of your marketing. Wow. He was the one that was telling me this. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, he went on an Instagram and Twitter and he promoted our company mm -hmm. and it definitely helped our ticket sales big time. I mean, he has a good following, but he told me, so it's, that's why it's important. We hit social, we hit Facebook card, we had uh, Instagram, we did, we created ads and it worked. And not only did it work here, it, it hit, other states nice. yeah so that's why it's important you know so did he comment on your chernobyl glow <laughs> did he say that you glow a little bit you know? <laughs> I, I put that lamp behind you on purpose because i figured <laughs> get yeah. the audience to see the glow a little bit. <laughs> yeah, i think i can see good. the glow it's, it's, i haven't seen the background but i can see the so, i can see the glow right now so. so we've come to the part of the show where i ask you the famous question which is mike sorkin what is your special sauce the sauce is taking a risk. That's it. Not so, afraid to take risks. Not afraid to take risks. So I take a lot of risks and a lot of high risks. And if uh, people who are not afraid, uh, who are afraid to take risks, are not going to advance. So right. I will say that's definitely part of my strategy. Jaleel is a perfect example because everybody said, well, "Are you crazy?" And then I absolutely uh, stunned everybody how big that was and that's a lot of money so i took a big risks and it paid off i've taken risks where i failed but um you got to keep taking risks because you're gonna you're gonna hit it you're gonna hit yeah. gold eventually that's right too many people give up too soon don't you yeah think? and then the other thing is the special so uh, i'll definitely say this is very important is to be patient as you know me i always because everybody's like well how much are you making of this i said give me time this is not like a, this is a a marathon this is not short distance so i think everybody needs patience and a lot of my clients even when they hire me i'm up front i'm telling them i will not give you results unless you give me ten thousand dollars in advertising money in your first 30 days just like seo everything everything takes time so but if you give me three to six months i will show you results because a strategy uh needs to be developed that's right so this is what a lot of people don't understand just like immortal seats and I always knew it that it will work, but I need time. I didn't know how much, but on my fourth year, I, I figured it out. I figured it out, and that's Tell it. Tell us so, where you came up with the name. Wow. Well, Immortal <laughs> Seats, well, I used to go by, well, I guess I still go some. Uh, so Immortal Mike Sorkin kind of came from Hulk Hogan, 
And I think me and Dave were brainstorming for a few hours one day, and we're like, well, we're selling tickets. So we're both, it was uh, both of us came with the idea. How about we just do Immortal Seats? So, uh, I mean, you know what? It's a great name. It's memorable. Yeah. But what I like about this name is, especially when they had the shirts, people don't automatically figure out it's a ticket company. And I wanted to create something where people ask questions because if I if people know it's a ticket company, I'm no longer of interest. No. But now I have a dialogue. So I'd be at the airports and people like, so you sell like um, unbreakable chairs <laughs> because immortal seats. That's good. I like yeah. that one. Unbreakable I, chairs. Yeah. I actually broke a chair over you on video. You I did. don't know if we still have that. Yeah. <laughs> more than that, I think so. Yeah. I've taken some chair That's shots. Right. We love you though. <laughs> so definitely be patient and don't be afraid to take risks. And I think in the end, all will work out and that's it. You heard that from immortal Mike Sorkin. Download his app, immortal seats, immortal app. seats app. I'll tell you what, it's great. You, you can literally search any, any event globally. You're not just the United States. People order what? Soccer tickets out in uh, Europe? Yeah. Football if you're in Europe? Yeah. So, so. We're, we're focusing on like U.S. right now, obviously, because of everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. But once everything's to normal, we will have U.K., Australia, Global. you name it. Wow. Um, but actually, you can download our app in 26 countries. That's amazing. So we have so. a big following in Australia. Yeah. And, and your social media? You want to pimp your social media out? Yeah. So we're actually uh, on telegram you can find immortal seats on telegram that's nice. my new big one that i'm working on being Smart. a master at like why i was at facebook <laughs> so you've got your own private group they can jump on on telegram yeah we just what's uh, it called uh it's immortal seats mortal seats yeah you um so mortadel yeah and you can all uh, you can find immortal seats on linkedin so these are my pro pet projects right now there you go along with my seo and website so we're we're going to be building them like i built when i had facebook and instagram and twitter i know we can um, and I really like Telegram. I think if you own a business, you need Telegram. So one thing we got is this is live on YouTube. This is live on a lot of different uh, things. Uh, on if YouTube you can, as well. I forgot about that. If you can click below here, uh, we we are kindly asking our audience to subscribe. So please subscribe yep. to our YouTube channel and check us out too on Instagram. It's special.sauce.podcast. We get a lot of fans on there. We're always looking to grow. Uh, and also on, uh, if you go to Facebook, it's at special sauce podcast. So stick around folks. Uh, we're jumping on to clubhouse next. We're going to have an ask Marcus anything. That's where you can ask me any questions about startup, about finance, about drive. Uh, today I had a, I have a nice story too. In the, in the case, I, I met with a gentleman who's raising money for his company. And he asked me a lot of very good questions, had, had his notebook full of questions to ask me. And he asked very relevant questions. And when he left, right before he left, he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, he said, damn, like that's the first, you're the first person that answered the questions I need to get answered quickly. Because, you know, a lot of people have theory of how to raise money. Anybody can tell you how to raise money. But when it comes to actually going to the people, you know, starting with the close circle, then going to the next round and and staging the seed rounds of raising money so, that's hard. Yeah, and I know a lot about that because I was I raised a lot of money for Best Buddies every year. There you go. I had to figure out strategies. That's right. And you can't just go up. Can you give me five dollars? No. no, Gary V's book, which yeah. I, I like, even though he's a Jets fan, I still pump him oh, once yeah. in a while. So Gary V, <laughs> Gary V in his book, uh, Jab Jab Hook, he says, you know, nonprofits 
all they come at you with is write us a check, write us a check, write yeah, us a check. It doesn't check. work. It doesn't work. It's a jab all the time, right? There's no combination. Yeah. There's no nothing else going on. So like you don't want to look like that. That's the last thing you want to do when you're raising money. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that set me apart. And uh, yeah, you know, with Best Buddies. So I know a lot about so, it. Yeah, you need a you need a strategy, just right. like marketing. So so stick around. We're gonna get some yeah. web strategy from Mike, and you're gonna get some strategy from me on how to raise money for your startup. So. Yeah. All right, so check us out on Clubhouse. Uh, it's starting up. If you're on Clubhouse, our room is Special Sauce Podcast, so we're going to be dialing up folks in there, and Mike's going to stick around and answer questions from folks. Uh, join us again in Clubhouse. If you're not on Clubhouse and, and need an invite, please send an email to podcast at gmail.com. I have five invites. So I know, pod, I know that uh, Clubhouse is an invite-only place. So some people have said to me, Hey, you know, I want to check you out, but I don't have a, uh, so if you want, if you've been listening and you want an actual invite, I will send you an invite. So just send it to my producer, Joe and, uh, Joe, Joe, if he could wake up, Joe, you awake? Mm -hmm. All right. Joe's awake. All right. So special sauce podcast at gmail.com. Did you just give me the fun novel? All right. Very good. So remember folks, thank you for tuning in special sauce podcast.com. Check us out on our website. We're going to continue this, right? We're going to continue right, this right on Clubhouse. Clubhouse on the Ask Me Anything hour, and uh, we can answer your questions live. How about that? Just like radio or like TV. We've got a face for radio. We're going to be on TV, though. So, <laughs> But we're going to go to 2D here. We're going to go to uh, Clubhouse doesn't have a video component, so you're going to be able to talk to us live and, and ask us what's going on. Like, yeah. what's up? We'll hear them anyway. So we'll hear them. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, so they canceled the Yankees Red Sox for the weekend. Is this off? Can't believe it. We're, oh, it's... we're in. So we're in. Oh, okay. So, yeah, oh, so, they... so wait, when did this happen? How I was listening to sports radio today, uh W E E I. I'm gonna plug them too. <laughs> I was listening to uh WEI and they That's... said that uh, the Red Sox I... well, it was the Yankees, uh, like six, five or six players tested uh, so I didn't positive. Yeah, that's it's too bad, huh? See, yeah, this is like sucks. So here we are. I just opened the room, so it's going to take a little bit of time to fill the room. Let's There's see who can get in here. I'll postpone. So one game. All right. So saying I've got a weak signal, I'm going to switch the Wi-Fi to a good Wi-Fi. This thing is uh, maybe running low on battery, this tablet. So just so you're aware. Okay. I mean, it's 28, so I don't know how much you're going to get out of it. Oh, that should be fine. 28 when I'm, when my kids are playing video games 28 lasts like two days so yeah i i, actually, I will tell you this i hope it dies sometimes believe me i'm gonna tell you something about apple battery though like this phone especially like sorry the amount of apps running in the back that's if you update i never update my apple no i never update anything because as soon as you update your chargers don't work and your battery life no dies. i never had it no so i'll tell you what this xr phone it's the second to last. That's what I have. I no have XR ten. No issues, even with the update. Now yeah. this iPhone Pro, twelve, the newer phone, two new models. The battery isn't as good. It's good, but it isn't as good as this one. The XR for batteries is uh, unreal. I go all day without even unplugging this phone. Those Apple folks are going to get our website and choke us out. Yeah, <laughs> Apple folks get upset. You can't even mention Apple defects. All of a sudden, this. See, the whole podcast, yeah, we're going to be shut down by Apple. That's it. 
YouTube. I'll tell you something about when you develop an app and you deal with app over uh, Google. I'm sorry, Apple over Google. How thorough they are! It yeah. is incredible. Even like, on our podcast, Apple Google didn't ask us anything. Apple took longer. Yeah, I, my Google app was approved in like two days, but I had so many errors in it. The Apple took like a month, but you know what? I haven't called them once. Yeah, you know it. So are you on there? Uh, in in uh, I am. I'm, I'm in Clubhouse right now. So I'm, I'm out the emails, broadcasting so, here. Uh, uh, Just waiting for folks at, to uh, get in. So if you're not on Clubhouse yet, get on Clubhouse. I have invites for you. If you want to be invited and use it, it's it's great actually. It, I I liken it to being able to walk in on board meetings in topics that you enjoy. So like if you're into finance, if you're into NFTs, you trade blockchain, you you like wrestling. There's there's everything. A lot of them are business. So yeah. a lot of them are like, you know, how do I finance my company? How do I uh, start up? You know, financial services. So you talk to uh, financial advisors. There's all kinds of different things. It doesn't matter. I mean, even leadership drive motivation gratitude our friend who was on the podcast is on there once in a while my pizza guy remember the pizza guy i had on the show billy manzo every time i go on clubhouse i hope he listens he's on there all the time i gotta give billy manzo a shout out man his pizza is we're talking about federal, federal hill pizza he calls it fed hill fed, fed hill the way he says it fed federal hill there's one in uh, federal Providence. Hill. there's one in uh <clears throat> warren rhode island yeah. It's called Federal Hill Pizza. Federal, Federal Pizza is very pizza. good. Oh my God. Unbelievable. His pizza is good. I like the owner's special. He's, He's been like on the podcast. If you guys want to go Pro on Judo, to check out his, his pizza. Is amazing. Yeah. Is it, check deep, that out. is it a deep dish or is it like a. He does everything. He got like a seven but, something from Portnoy. Didn't he get like uh -huh. a seven something? Portnoy liked his pizza. That guy had to be smoking crack, I tell you. He gave uh, Tommy's. Yeah. Tommy's, he ranked pretty high. He ranked Tommy's as one of the best. The original I think Tommy's. Tommy's is always one of the best. But yeah, uh, but his pizza, like uh, Manzo's pizza, man, I got to say. I've, I've told him this, and I've said it. it, it the dough is just so fresh. It's just. If, if we're talking pizza, though, if, you, if you're coming to Rhode Island and you're watching the podcast here, if you come to Rhode Island, there's one place you have to go to. It's not even a fancy place. It's like a window. What's but this? Rosa Mia in Johnston. Rosa Mia? Rosa Mia pizza. You got to have it. It's like crack. Don't go to Florida until you have Rosa Mia pizza. <laughs> All right. Don't leave the state until you see. Rosa Mia pizza? Rosa Mia pizza. Unbelievable. That is the best place. It's in Johnston, actually. If you Where? look it up, it's it's literally like a mecca of pizza. It's uh, it's home style, but it's got its special sauce, and it's you see that it's got a special sauce. How about that, huh? This is mm, my endorsement. I was waiting for that. See that, uh, but that that's more home style. Billy's is more Neapolitan, so Billy makes the classic. Nope, she's not showing up. So Federal Hill Pizza, classic Neapolitan pizza. See, you we're know, we're talking about marketing. She's not showing up. Portnoy stuff. They don't need the market. They're trying no, to they hide. Good? Yeah, people are lined hide? up out the door. The soccer mom vans line up twenty deep. So. Let's see. All right, we're in Clubhouse. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add. I see that there's a lot of people we know on Clubhouse. So I'm going to do is add folks that we know. I'm going to tag them. That's the beauty of Clubhouse is you drag everybody into the room. Found it. So if you haven't marketed with Clubhouse before, Clubhouse is the kind of thing where you can just hit everybody you know that's in Clubhouse, and you can literally say to them, "Hey, I'm in this room. Come join me." So it, it literally works the same as when you broadcast live on uh, YouTube. So, you know, you're, you're getting all kinds of people to come to your room. So hopefully. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is a trial run, of course, um, on this. But uh, 
check us out. So I've gotten on here. I've gotten on here. I've been in rooms with, uh, recently I was in a room with Dane Cook, the comedian. Dane Cook. Yeah. Dane Cook. And uh, he was telling stories and I, I get to ask him a question. I said, hey, uh, you know, I know you did shows in Boston. I was at a lot of those shows and you seem to hang out and have a good time. You know, what, what was it like I think he's from Boston doing shows in Boston? And uh, he mentioned Bill Burr and like Rogan yep. and all these guys. So he had a lot of interesting stuff to say, but uh, yeah, he was, he was cool to meet. And uh, recently on the business side, I actually got to talk to Ray Dalio, which is the book writer. He's a giant hedge fund uh, guy, really bright guy. Like his books are really good. Actually. They're about leadership and kind of how to structure an organization. Very good ex-military guy. And oh, okay. uh, so we had a lot of conversations and what's weird is he knew some of the folks that were mentors to me in business. So I having worked on wall street mentioned a few people that we know in common. I looked at his, uh, his, his whole LinkedIn and there was about 10 people we had in common. There was two that we really know well that know each other. So I'm, I'm like, you know, what is that? Six degrees of seven Kevin Bacon. So I'm only like, you know, what, what am I like half a degree from Ray Dalio, which mm. Ray Dalio is a genius. You know, I'm obviously not, I only know how to do one thing. I know how to help you start up, how to help you raise capital and how to help you keep it going and not kill yourself. So, mm. <laughs> so I mean, cause it gets stressful. How stressful does it get in business? How many times oh, did you want to give it up and, and say, ah, screw this? Well, especially when you refund people every day for, oh, you know, I know. for months. Man. I know. I remember you were hiking and all that. That was good that you did that to clear your I'm mind. I'm telling you, if I did not do that, I have no idea what I would do, but I'm glad I did that. So, mm. and I'm glad I have that dog because that dog saved me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, nature helps a lot. That's what people like to, like, I like to, like yesterday I went to Jamestown just to even sit for 20 minutes and the, the waves going at you. It, it makes a big difference. I'm telling you. Nice. Yeah. Did you ride the Russian bear or did you go just by yourself? <laughs> I have not seen shirtless. <laughs> did you go shirtless like Putin? <laughs> so just check. It's it. a little different in Rhode Island. <laughs> in, in Florida, I could do this. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Florida, you'll be able to do that. Manatees will swim right up to you. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You ever do that? You ever go out in the water and you have like manatees come up to you? No, I haven't done. It's this. weird. Yeah, they have this in Tampa actually. Yeah. Yeah, they have like the Tampa Aquarium. You go in and you swim with them and you yeah. kayak with them and you do everything. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. cool. I'm looking forward to Florida's it. Florida's cool. You know, we did one of those yeah. fan boat rides. My kid was like so small. Oh, what I that? think Elena was like five, four or five months old. The Everglades? And we brought her on one of these boats in the Everglades. And like oh, yeah, they yeah. give you a headset like this and it was bigger than her head. Yeah. You know, they put you on a fan boat. And I remember <laughs> my wife had painted toenails and there was like alligators staring at her toes trying to get up. The guy used the back end of a, <laughs> of a shotgun to get the yeah. gator off. I mean, we went on an authentic tour, man. Those, I, uh, I spared no expense to go on this Everglades those tour. Those Everglades is no joke. It's I no mean, joke at all. Some, some, they have some <laughs> like rattlesnakes, I think. Oh, and yeah. yeah. I think we saw like bald eagles. Uh, we saw all yeah. kinds so of Yeah. So the eagles and alligators, they don't really bother the humans. I'll tell you, Florida, people don't realize it, but the park system in Florida, I know you like this stuff. Oh, yeah. The, there's a pass. There's a booklet. Right. And literally it's, it's literally about this thick. It's, it's maybe about a hundred pages, but they stamp you. There's a different stamp from every state park. Oh, so we've done about, I don't know, 15 or 20. And I got to tell you, it's a hell of an experience. It's a, uh, but yeah. there's some parks in Florida, like Fort Matanzas. That's a uh, one up near Jacksonville. Really nice. You can kayak in and out of there and mm. you can go up to the fort. 
uh, St. John's is the area of uh, Florida. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, it's a lot to do. So, oh, like, yeah, tons of stuff. I like the Amelia Island, actually. Amelia Island's nice. That's uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Jacksonville. It's right off of Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely. Ponte Vedra. Yep. Um, then you got down below, like uh, down near uh, Sarasota. You got Casey Key and like Siesta well, Key. Even, there's and, also Apollo Beach near Tampa. That's nice. You ever yeah. been to Jupiter? Jupiter's on the other side. No. It's on the, on the Atlantic side. Very yeah. nice. Jupiter's I mean, nice. I saw Co Cocoa Beach, Hollywood and all Cocoa that Cocoa Beach, stuff. yeah. Barrett Island, Parkway, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. nice over there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen every area. Cape Canaveral. They won't let you near that because you're a Ruski. Like, they'll be afraid of you. Like, Cape you're spying. Cape Canaveral is. You go there. Which one How does Rocket work? <laughs> I don't even know which one that one that is. Show Cape me. I take picture. <laughs> what is that Cape Canaveral? Cape Canaveral is like where they uh, where they rocket launch for NASA. Oh, the, they haven't oh, done that, that in how many oh, years? Right. It's been a while. Where did uh, what's his name Virgin? In, where did he go out of? Richard Branson uh, for Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic. Imagine that. It's a awesome name, though. I, gotta I know it is a good name. And he didn't really, I don't consider that space. He was out in the outer atmosphere. He didn't land on the moon, didn't make oh, it to a planet. Oh, you don't consider that space? I don't know. Not good enough? It didn't you go to zero shoot G. Shoot a rocket and come back, not good enough for He you. still had <laughs> enough gravity to enter the uh, enter the Earth's uh, atmosphere. So, I mean, yeah, he went He went very far. It's, I'll say that. But okay, it, Elon Musk is going to try to fly. He out. went first. See, sometimes yeah. being first matters. You know what I mean? Like uh, like the Russians, they sent, what, a dog, a monkey, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they said Milka. What was the name? Milka? What was that? I don't even know. What was that. the name of them? Sputnik. Remember Sputnik? Oh, Sputnik, yes. Sputnik. You had Sputnik. Yeah. You had all these uh, yeah, Russian, Russian. got up there, yeah. Yeah. I always think of that movie Armageddon with the Russian guy. He goes, yeah, it doesn't matter. Components all made in China. He's yeah. banging on the thing. Remember that? Yeah. That was great. That's a, I, was, I love that scene. It's so true, though. Every it every is component true. is made in China. That That's what it feels like. Taiwan Semiconductor. That, so. They make everything. Everything. Well, China puts like Taiwan on certain boxes too for ROC yeah, Taiwan, Republic yeah. of China. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't fly the Taiwanese flag. They get upset. Like even here, like they'll make you take it down. Really? Yep. Why? I lived in Bristol. We we had Taiwanese students and we put up the I, I bought the flag. Yeah. I thought I was doing them a favor. They're like, please take that down. I'm like, why? They're like, oh, we'll get a visit. Imagine that. What a, what a world we live in. Nobody huh? wants a visit. Nobody wants a visit. Except for me. I like visits. I like when people visit. <laughs> I give them my extra pizza. So, you know, a little bit of vino. We get a a, a, um, a write-in over here and a question for uh, Mike. Mike, you were talking about some social media before. And yeah. uh, this person writes in and wants to know, uh, what, do you, what do you consider the best uh, social media avenues now? As far as your business is concerned and, and anyone jumping into a small business at the moment to huh? start, you know, to get started with even to. Okay. So, uh, did they tell you what kind of business it is? Cause it could vary. So now nah, they're just asking your favorites. Uh, uh, what you think is actually, uh, so I was always huge in the Instagram cause it was image based, but unfortunately just like Facebook, they changed their algorithm. It's very difficult to advertise. There's a lot, you get a lot of fake profiles and everything. It gets very frustrating. So I'm huge on telegram. Um, what's uh, so good about telegram is that you don't see anybody's posts or anything like this. Uh, you're only, and you pull up the contacts. As soon as you start an account, you sync with everybody in your phone. And if you own a business, you create like, you know, it's called a group or a business page. So you only follow who you want to. 
So nobody unnecessary doesn't show up in your feed, which is uh, unlike Twitter, uh, Facebook, or Instagram. It's totally different. So um, I really think Telegram is great um, for businesses. And uh, you can also, it's kind of cool, they have an integration feature like a live chat. Um, I'm going to put this actually once I'm comple uh, completing uh, doing my new website. So when anybody wants to buy tickets or merchandise um, and they have questions, you're going to see a live Telegram chat and then they can chat with us directly. So I'm very big on Telegram. Before that, it was Instagram. But once again, unfortunately, you got to keep moving. And once uh, Instagram stopped messing around with the algorithm where the amount you spend on advertising is not worth it anymore. Yeah, um, this is when you make a change and I don't wait around. And uh, I think Telegram's great. They have a billion users. So you were not talking about 10 wow. million, 20 million. They got a billion worldwide users. So you, you can definitely use it effectively for your business. LinkedIn did the same recently, but I don't know if you saw that. LinkedIn said that you can only send so many in, in mails. You used to be able to send what fifteen mails a day. Now they went like half of that. Like yes, 20. yeah. So unfortunately, so if we go five years ago, six years ago, um, I really loved Instagram and uh, Facebook. I got a lot of business, and we're going back to Jaleel White uh, when I did the whole meet and greet. Uh, the Instagram and Facebook is how we have all these people coming. But once again, they make it virtually impossible right now. Um, and they give you a lot of fake profiles. And when you get the analytics, like, oh, you have so many people visit you, but they're fake profiles. You know, you'll see like Brazil, you'll yeah. see like Thailand. How do they get away with that? I, I, don't, I don't understand how anybody. Yeah, they got in trouble. They had like a billion fake users they found out on Facebook. That's crazy. So, uh, well, so what they do is because of the investors, they try to get and they tell people or, yeah. or like me, if I open four Facebook accounts, think about that. There's, a you know, how many billion people in the world? Mm -hmm. If everybody opens this. Uh, when they go in and they sell uh, Facebook there to investors, like, hey, we have like 20 billion people. Yeah, they're <laughs> always mentioning yeah. how many billions of people. Yeah. So, yeah. so I really like Telegram once again because you only follow who you want. And it's so easy once again because when you start up your account, um, it allows you to sync 200 contacts from your phone. So these are your wow. friends. This is your family. So you automatically have an organic following. And it's it's also a great messaging service. Uh, it's encrypted, unlike Facebook or WhatsApp. Uh, they don't spy on you, and you can speak to anybody in the world. So it works like that. I've been told my family's very good looking, and, and like, <laughs> it's uncomfortable because a lot yeah. of dudes are always like, "Are you related to this one?" And I'm like, "Shut up, that's my cousin." You know, <laughs> it's not good. But uh, Instagram has kind of a weird connotation, though, doesn't Instagram? Instagram is a very like I don't know, I don't know how to put this. My wife hits me when I'm looking at Instagram. So there's a lot of gorgeous so, women showing it off, but so how do you get over that? How do you still market and make money? So what made Instagram so good as opposed to where people were slowly were moving from Facebook and Twitter is because Instagram was image based because people hate to read because yeah. uh, on Facebook or Twitter, especially Facebook, people write their life stories yeah. and nobody wants to it's read politics, exactly. it's garbage, yeah. but people love images. So you could sell through those images. But once nice. again, uh, what Instagram started doing is they started minimizing your audience. So, for example, Immortal Seeds had 50,000 followers, but only like two or 3,000 were allowed to constantly see our posts. I had to pay extra money. <laughs> so all our followers are supposed to see it, which 
I'll, obviously it makes no sense. So what I focused on is once again, I was starting to focus on this telegram where it's all organic and also email marketing. I can't stress that enough. I don't know what kind of business you're in, but um, email marketing is huge. A long and great answer. I'm going to tell you yeah. to do it the Mike Sorkin way. What you want to do is you want to dress up like Drago <laughs> from uh, Rocky. He really did this, by the way. This is not bullshit. This is legit. He's here to vouch. I actually did that. He got dressed <laughs> up like Drago. He went to Philly. Oh, I didn't dress up like you, Drago, but I had a USSR flag. You and, ran up the steps. <laughs> I ran up the stairs yelling I'm Next Drago. to the Rocky statue. Yes. And I, I got booed. And it was <laughs> you got booed. Yeah. Yeah, but getting booed at least gets you attention. But I ran up those stairs, though, <laughs> fast and just sandals. That was the, and I didn't fall. Insane. And I had other people falling in sneakers. So that it's on video, Classic. actually. Yeah. Joe, you got a question from a listener on financing. What, what is it? Joe, you got a uh, seed financing, right? Seed round financing. You yeah, want me to read actually, it? Yeah, read that. Read that. Out read for the us. question. All right, I'll read the question. That's okay. You wake up, Joe. Yeah. So ask. All right. So basically, a uh, listener uh, out there says, uh, you know, I um, I want to know about seed round financing. I have trouble approaching my family uh, for money in my business. That uh, you know, my family kind of is worried about losing their money. So, you know, how do I approach, how do I approach that? Someone asked, uh, did you ask anybody for money to start up your business, uh, Mike? No. And, um, and it's very difficult because I hate asking for, I hate owing people. I'm mm -hmm. one of the few because I, my thing is I don't want to be in debt because if I owe you, I owe you, I'm in debt. Yeah. So this is why it was crucial for me to stay in that car business and had backup income as I started a new business. So it's always good to have at least a little side gig that you can rely on. So you don't have mm -hmm. to ask for money. So th even last year, I almost applied for a loan, but I didn't want to deal with government. I figured out a way um, to to do it without it, and I was able to uh, succeed. It was a smart move. Uh, yeah. Johnny Spacanazzo that wanted to loan you money, he didn't look like uh, yeah. he was going to get stiffed. But uh, we're being facetious. We're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> with family's tough because, yeah. you know, what? There's, there's like three sides of the family thing, and I always talk about this. There's, there's the, um, you know, the – when you have the wheel to run something and to drive the bus, the last thing you want is the people in the backseat telling you how to run things. It's a sure, it's a sure way to fail than to take family's money without spelling out very clear parameters. Yeah. I was going to touch base on that, especially with a family. Uh, when somebody owns your money, he's right. That's like they have control and yeah. I will give you directions. So you that's you want to you want to yeah. spell it out if you're going to do it. Some people have to do it. So yeah. if you're going to do it, what I usually say is to do a note. So make it a longer term than you would normally expect. So you're paying a little bit at a time. So you're not choking yourself cash flow wise. Because mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, it's a one year note. One year note on ten twenty thousand. That's a pretty big payment for some people. Mm -hmm. So you know, like if you're going to do that, do a longer term. You know, try to get a longer term and favorable terms if you can. Now, equity, can you give somebody stock in your company? You can, but what you want to do is make it, you know, limited voting, like just non-voting stock. There's ways to actually insulate yourself where you're still the equity owner in charge. I mean, have regular meetings, even if it's just you have a quarterly communication that goes out to investors. A lot of times just telling them that things are the same. And it's not that bad. You're still, you know, inching along and keeping things moving. Um, you know, not sending them anything sets you up for failure. Not communicating is the worst thing you can do. If you're going to take someone's money, 
make sure at least quarterly you get them some kind of update on what's going on. How do you ask? That's the one I get. I get that all the time. How do I ask people for money? What you should do is you should tell them before they sit down with you, I'm only going to present this once. And this is the truth. You don't want to beg people to join your bus. The worst thing you can do is to feel like you sold somebody on investing in your business. That doesn't work. Doesn't work. They have to want to generally want two things, either you to succeed or to succeed with you. So some people, they just care about you. They want to see you succeed. That's great. But the real gold is the people who want to succeed with you. What I always say is when you're presenting, like if you're in a business where image means a lot, there's a lot of businesses out there where projecting strength is important. Having a bunch of people at the table that bring something special to the table. Like when somebody says to me, they gave away equity to somebody for a website, they gave away equity to their account and they gave away equity. Don't give any equity away. Never, ever do that. That's the worst thing you could do. But what I do suggest is if you have services in trade and it's all contractual, when people ask me, why do I pay a, an attorney? When do I pay them? Or some people are way too early with the attorney. And I always say attorneys are the best for contracts, contracts that protect you and the investors. The only thing you want, you don't want any business advice from attorneys. Business, attorneys never do anything good with business. I've been in business 25 years, never met an attorney who didn't spend more than they make and at least make a thousand bad decisions because they want the equity too soon. They want to put a lien on something before there's even money coming out. That's not how it works. So what I got to say is your attorney is there to give you contractual advice. That's all. Really, that's all. Unless you're raising money securities wise, then there's a very specialized attorney on who to raise money from. Sometimes you can only go with high net worth individuals. You know, that's very hard. Try to stay within your state lines if you're going to raise money. That's one advice that I have to give you. You go across state lines, it's considered a security sale. So be very careful on who you get money from. So, and that's where I come in. I can help guide you. I'm not an attorney, but I can give you all of the underpinnings of what you need to raise money cleanly, to actually have the right contracts or right attorney in place, and to actually have the language. Excuse me. How do you ask? How do you ask for money? Right? So like, you don't want to ask them more than once. You want to invite somebody to a nice dinner. You want to make a nice little presentation. I'd hate to say it, but even though they screwed it up, stepbrothers had it right. Right. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they, yeah. they, uh, they had a video, right. And they put all the people at the table, what that could write a check, mm -hmm. right. Don't be shy about telling people to bring their checkbooks. I've got an opportunity. Bring your checkbook without making it sound cheesy. <laughs> I, I, I always say, so. I, I guess you know, when you ask, you want to be direct. Yeah. Don't absolutely. hide around the bush. No. Nope. No. Say, hey, I need money. Boom. And you it's know? you always want people to know it's okay to say no too. Like yeah. even though it's family, they'll feel pressured. You don't want that pressure. You want to relieve that immediately. You want to say, look, it's okay for you to say no to me. If if this isn't a good time, if you think this is not something you can do, I don't want you at the table. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not gonna help you, it's not gonna help me. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you can afford to lose twenty, thirty thousand, whatever, a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? It's an equity play. If if we do really well, you're right there at the table with me. We make need them. If I lose everything, you lose with me. Can you be comfortable with that? And let me show you why I think my educated guess, all the work I've done, everything I've built up to today, to date, says I will make money with this. And here's why. 
And that's kind of how you frame it. You have to let them know up front that, hey, it's money that you can part with if God forbid something happens. Because how many businesses after 10 years are even around? Yeah. You're talking about five to seven percent of businesses even around in 10 years. Yeah. So, I would say also have a good like a written down or typed out business plan. Yes. Yeah. Banks would ask for that too to give you a loan. So of course. Yeah. So and if you say you have a thorough plan and it shows you how you can make money yeah. year one, year two, year three, and they see that, uh, that's a different So story. we do that. We do a thing called yeah. a pitch deck. And uh I had a gentleman today and I mentioned it earlier in the in the program. I mentioned earlier that we had a gentleman uh, who showed me his pitch deck and, and I, I did a lot of tweaks with him and I kind of coached him on what is the real way to use a pitch deck? Like, how do you present what you have on your pitch deck? And it comes down to having confidence in the exit strategy. Cause if someone gives you money, they want to know when they're getting it back. Mm -hmm. The return is a component of that. But so many people focus on the return. They miss the fact that most people want to know when am I getting it back and how is that going to happen? So having an exit strategy from the beginning is so important. Without an exit strategy, no one's going to invest because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm funding you forever. That's great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, you got to move into my basement. That's the kind of, that's not a way to propose uh, an investment. You want to actually say to them, look, you know, and, and actually this is where the, we had a former guest who has a book called exit rich. If you haven't bought it, it's a great book to buy. She talks about her six P's and how you value a business. Right. So I'm not going to go too far. She talks about patents, proprietary stuff, systems, all kinds of things that value your business richly. Those are the kind, that's the format and the formula that we use too to develop your pitch deck. Cause if you have a quality business, right, there's only three legs a business stands on it's people process and technology, right? Those are the three things you invested in an app. That's the technology piece, right? Yep. You, you invested a lot in a lot of things yep. technology wise, right? You're, you're a big technology guy like me. Yeah. People. That's where the world is going. So you, you aligned yourself with the right people. Networking. Yep. Networking huge. Right. Right. And then process process is the thing you've always been working on. Yeah. I I think networking is actually number one because I think that it gives is. you a little leap forward so like if i didn't network like i did i don't think immortal seats would have got off to a star no. i did right away so i always say network 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 um every day you had it's funny that we were talking about this a while ago but you had nfl players and wrestlers buying tickets through you yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> you have clients they still we're not call. gonna mention the name but yeah. they still call you yeah. You have NFL players. Yeah. They could call direct uh, Ticketmaster. They call whoever their friend, their agent. Yeah. They call you. Yeah. We're out, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so that says something about like the trusted uh, alliance that you made. You network so well. Uh, and you had an opportunity to market with some of them. I mean, yeah. for the years, like we're going back to Gillette Stadium, uh, you know, all the people that worked in TV, everything I talked, I told them what I did you know, exchange information. So, you know, wherever I go, it's, it's uh, makes it a little bit easier for me. So it's, it's very important to tell people what you do and that's how you network. It's good. Most people don't tell when they own a business, what they do. Actually, I see that a lot. I have to pull it out of there. Like, what do you, like, what do you do? You know, what do you so, do? Exactly. Yeah, even the smallest thing, like I'm not doing it right now, but even if you have a polo, yeah. you need a conversation starter. So. Yeah. That's the, you always need, you always need the hook too. You need a conversation hook, yeah. starter and a hook. Yeah. yeah. And and the hook usually comes with experience. Like you're not going to know right away what your hook is. 
you're going to have to figure out what your audience needs. And that's where we are on the pitch. Like if you watch shark tank, right? Mm-hmm. The thing, some people are good at sales. They oversell something. And they don't know the numbers, right? So like people who are in the industry or in business, you can't just throw them fluff numbers. Like one of the things that they say on shark tank a lot is people are like, Oh, you know, there's, there's only uh, uh 2 billion people that have used computers. You know, we're going to sell computers to the other 6 billion that haven't even used a computer. That doesn't matter. That has, you know what I mean? That's not like anything that tangible that you can hang yeah. your hat on. Right. Like a strategy is different. Like if you have the people, the process and the technology aligned and you can communicate it well, and you can say within a time frame, within the next two to five years, we know that if we get X in sales and we do this, this, and this, that our multiple will grow and will be worth X and will be a good acquisition for this company yep. or will be a complementary type company for whatever, a service business. Yeah. So those are the kind of things. It's a very clear strategy. That's like something where you can say, oh, that makes sense. You know, that, that would be a good strategy. Mm-hmm. So going back to contracts and how you frame this thing. I'll tell a story right now and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to cut out. We're going to, we ran a little bit of time, but I'm going to tell a story about lawyers. There's a a company that I did some business with that was, uh, that was for sale. And the had a a deal with British Petroleum, which British Petroleum was their biggest client. So some people, and actually um, the story comes from uh, the business broker that I had on my podcast. She told the story and we, I was involved in it. So the story is, is that, going fast forwarding through the deal it's the company that was the acquirer wanted the actual oil service contract with bp but the attorney never did the due diligence to see if the contract would transfer so the transferability of your contracts is just as important as having a contract so if your exit strategy is to sell your business that's something you got to mentally focus on from the beginning so, you know, and some people don't think like, like, I don't see you ever selling your business. I think you'll be 85 years old answering the phone on tickets once in a while or having employees. Well, you'll be somewhere in Texas or Florida with a <laughs> bunch of employees. Well, they say, you know, Hulk Hogan will be working for you at that point. Yeah, I've actually. <laughs> hey, you, Stay tuned for that one. They said he's working. Yeah, you're moving to Florida. You're not going to be far from Hogan, right? He's hey, down in Tampa. No, he's there. I've already made a oh, few no. trips. So you never know what's going to happen. So. Oh, God. Just don't be in any pornos with him, please. <laughs> please. We're friends. I'm going to have to disown you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to be able to explain that to well, my kids. Good thing for you. It's not on my agenda. So, so good. All right. So good. good. I like that. All right. So. So thank you for being on my friend. I appreciate Absolutely. it. My audience has enjoyed, yeah. enjoyed this time. We've tried this like three times and yeah. your dog ate the microphone on one of them. The second one, we couldn't get the sound out of zoom to come out. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. You know why? I think this was the best. Actually, this is good. It's, so. a, it's in the studio over a zoom call. Not a huge fan of zoom. I'll hopefully answer oh, all the questions. Zoom, so. I, I gotta say we're on StreamYard right now and I keep yeah. giving a shout out whenever somebody brings it up. I'm like, yeah, I'll give a shout out to StreamYard because they were very helpful. Very clear. Clear and everything. Yeah. But yeah, Zoom StreamYard was is much not better than Zoom. We're guys, never going back to yeah, Zoom. No. So, never and I'm not. glad we got you into the studio with that lamp behind you because now you could, the audience could feel the glow. You I know, it's trying to so, balance out the glow. You I know, feel I don't like know if it worked. 30 degrees in here because of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Mike Sorkin, Immortal Seats. All right. Uh, thank check you him for out. Me. Download his app on apple or uh, google and make sure to uh use the code save five s-a-v-e five at checkout five percent off and we have no fee- off. we have no fees and make sure you click that subscribe button uh, subscribe, so you can yeah. watch our show 
So thank you again and uh, stay safe, folks. And remember, go slow, take chances, and be prosperous. It's the Special Sauce Podcast. You like this sauce? It's also good, man. This is Startup Finance. Trainers, customers, and members.